If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Hello there, my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 68 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this Sunday, October 18th, 2020. Let's get things started by giving our shout out to Grunt Talks MLB. Visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their baseball content and, of course, where they feature Yapping Yankees. Also, follow the man behind the website, Darren, on Twitter at YankeeReport28. Special thanks to Grunt Talks MLB for helping spread the word every week about Yapping Yankees. And also, don't forget, guys, that you can help spread the word every week about Yapping Yankees as well and stay updated on everything having to do with both me and the Yankees by following me on all social medias. Follow my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Scudero and on Instagram as well at MikeScuds97. Well, guys, it is episode 68 today, leading us off in this Yankees offseason. Not overall offseason just yet. There's still a little more baseball to go. The ALCS wrapped up yesterday with the Rays defeating the Astros and therefore winning the American League pennant for the second time in their history. So congrats to the Rays on their second pennant. It is very deserved. They've played very well throughout this postseason. It got a little scary for them there. They were up three games to nothing, and then the Astros won three in a row, and basically everyone, including myself, thought the Rays were going to join the Yankees as the only teams to blow 3-0 ALCS leads. <laughs> that is not company you want to be a part of, trust me. Take it firsthand from a diehard Yankee fan like myself. But the Rays got it done nonetheless, particularly against a mostly surprisingly quiet Astros offense yesterday. So thank goodness for the Rays' sake that they did not choke and they got the job done and they have moved on to the World Series. And as far as the National League, the Braves and Dodgers have their seventh game tonight, starting just after 8 o'clock, which will probably be around the time this Yapping Yankees episode drops, give or take. We'll see. And that series has been incredible, too. So the Rays are now awaiting their opponent for the World Series, which begins on Tuesday. And whoever wins tonight's Game 7 with the Braves and the Dodgers will be that opponent. You gotta love when both CSs go seven games. I know I do. So some exciting baseball still going on. I wanted to at least mention that since, well, it is going on. And it's a big deal. The World Series is just around the corner. And as much as I obviously wish it were the Yankees representing the American League, which of course is not the case, I still enjoy watching playoff baseball and baseball in general. You know I'm also a baseball fan overall at the end of the day, and I do think we have an exciting World Series ahead of us to end off what has definitely been a hectic year, to put it mildly. We have put plenty of words out there to describe this year. There aren't enough in the English language to properly describe it, though. But speaking of our Yankees and today's show, as I said last week, since the Yankees were eliminated, the offseason has officially begun for them, and this is the first of many offseason episodes over the next few months, which also means the episodes will obviously be shorter because, duh, it's the offseason. And with how much there's been to cover this year, from Yankees baseball itself to all the craziness that this season 
and threw at us, the episodes, although tons of fun, have been crazy long, as you've seen. Especially last week, being over an hour and a half. <laughs> Had a lot to say. But of course, despite the fact that it's the offseason for the Yanks, which naturally means less content, especially with no Yankee games to recap, therefore being no weekly recap segment, there are always things to talk about. Last year's offseason episodes were plenty of fun, just as this year's episodes will be. Now, today's subject sort of picks up where we left off on last week's episode when I ended basically ranting about the Yankees' mentality or mindset, whichever term you prefer, mainly from the front office, which could, of course, trickle down in some cases. And this week, especially after the Yankees' end-of-season press conferences with Boone, Cashman, the front office at large, and even Hal Steinbrenner and the Michael K. show earlier in the week, that discussion about their mindsets and whether we should be concerned about them or not will continue. We'll discuss what they said in their end-of-season press conferences specifically and what Hal Steinbrenner said on the Michael K. show, as well as my reaction to all of it in Yankees news later on to end the show, as well as how you guys feel about it, since it's also what this week's poll question on Twitter and Instagram is about. And I also have a couple of injury updates for you. So, without further ado, let's dive in on the first 2020 Yankees off-season edition of Yapping Yankees. Starting on Twitter, this week's poll question is, do you think that the absence of the Yankees' former winning mentality, like that of Derek Jeter, will continue hindering them in their quest for number 28, or is their current mentality just fine? And of course, give me your thoughts below for a chance for a shout out here on the show. Now, if you heard my rant to end off last week's Yapping Yankees, and if you stick around to hear what I have to say at the end of this week's Yapping Yankees, as well as some of the things I'll say in response to some of your replies in this poll segment, you definitely know by now that I think that the Yankees, specifically their front office, are in dire need of a mentality change. You know that year after year now, I've had enough of hearing we're close, or just glad to make the playoffs, or that the season in the end wasn't a failure, even though they failed to reach their ultimate goal, which of course is to win a championship. These are just a few of many examples of the accepting mindset that the Yankees seem to have about them falling short and not being able to get over the hump. And when it comes from the front office the way that it has with them, it becomes toxic and could be a factor in what's preventing them from getting over the hump. Not saying the factor or the only factor, of course the Yankees have their fair share of on-field issues when it comes down to it as well, but this mentality could be a factor and I think it's worth talking about, especially hearing it even more so in the end of season press conferences from this past week. So from last week's episode, what you're about to hear in my replies to some of your responses, and what I'll say once again at the end of the show to cap off today's episode, you know where I stand on this. I do think the Yankees need a change in mindset and they need need that killer mentality back that they used to have, especially in the days of Derek Jeter. If you haven't seen that video about Derek Jeter talking about winning and losing, I highly recommend you take to YouTube right now and take a look at it. Of course, after you're done listening to Yapping Yankees. <laughs> but literally, all you have to do is go to YouTube and type in Derek Jeter on losing because they talk about the subject of losing. It was an interview that he did many years ago where the interviewer is asking him, what are basically the greatest moments in your career? And Jeter simply simply answered, when we win. It's as simple as that, when we win. And then they start talking about, well, what if you get close to winning, or what's worse, 2001 when you make it to the World Series, or 2007 when you don't make it. And Derek Jeter starts to go into the fact that he doesn't believe in measuring losing. 
losing because how do you measure losing? You lost and that means you failed because you failed at your ultimate goal. You get on the field every spring and throughout the season for the ultimate goal of winning a World Series. And no matter where you get on your way there, if you don't win it, then you failed at your goal. You failed. And he sees no difference in getting to the World Series and losing or maybe getting to the ALCS and losing because the end result was the same. They lost. What did they accomplish? They failed. Because the goal was always to win it all, of course. And the years that they didn't win, he didn't care about how they didn't win, just that they didn't win. They lost. They failed. And he is 100% right. And as you'll hear even further from what the Yankees front office said at their end-of-season press conferences from this past week, I'm going to talk about a couple of the major things that each of them said. You will hear that this killer mentality from guys like Derek Jeter and all Yankees leaders and role models just seems to be absent now. The higher-ups seem to be okay with at least making the playoffs. They seem to be okay with getting close, even if they happen to regress from the year prior like they did this year, despite the talent that they have. And those words of, we're glad to make the playoffs, or we're close, those are their words, not mine. So could that mentality be hindering them at all? That's my question to you. I think that it could definitely be a factor in why they can't get over the hump because when the front office feels that way, that could trickle down to some guys. I'm not saying it has, but it could. It's not good for a front office to view it that way, to seemingly not really be as determined to go out there and just win. And if you don't, then it's a failure. They don't seem to view it that way. The toxic positivity kicks in where they just focus on the positives and no negatives or no areas where they failed, so there's seemingly no room for growth. Because at the end of the day, no Yankee fan cares about hearing that we're close, or at least we made the playoffs. We've been making the playoffs for years now. The playoffs are merely a stepping stone at the end of the day to achieve the ultimate goal of winning. When are we taking that next step? And is this mentality hindering this team in some sort of way from taking that next step? And I don't really seem to be alone in my opinion because on Twitter, of all of you who voted, of course the two choices were either it will hinder them or the mentality now is fine. And 66% of you voted for the first choice that it will hinder them. So I'm not alone in thinking that this team could definitely use a change in mentality. And the remaining 34% of you who voted voted that the mentality now is fine. So let's hear your thoughts down below here on this mentality-based episode of Yapping Yankees. First up on Twitter is my friend at BobbyTats631, and Bobby says, I think the absence of the boss is felt more than the absence of the players on those teams. This team has not been able to show they can dig deep like the teams of the late 90s. Well, yes, the one thing that you can't take away from George is that he couldn't stand not winning. He said this himself in many interviews over the years. And honestly, there were a decent amount of years where the Yankees did not win anything under him. So he wasn't always good for the Yankees. You gotta include both sides of things when it comes to the boss. But you're right. At least it was settling to hear how much he couldn't stand losing. He couldn't stand it. He hated it. All right, up next is at Laker 477, my friend Rob. And Rob says, the absence of the Yankees quote-unquote win the World Series or the season was a failure mentality will definitely hinder them. 
as will, in my honest opinion, their reliance on analytics with the current front office and manager slash coaching staff who have been shown that they are not capable of winning with analytics. Well, yeah, you know that I definitely agree that the absence of that older mindset, yeah, I think that the absence of that could definitely be a factor in hindering them potentially going forward as much as I hope it doesn't. I think it could be a factor. You know that I feel that way. As far as analytics, you know I addressed this on last week's episode too. I'm one of those fans that's willing to incorporate both of these aspects. I am all for the so-called eye test or gut feeling because I do feel there are certain situations that call for that and you shouldn't live and die by numbers because anything can happen in life. But I also do feel that using past numbers and using statistics to help you make certain other decisions, I do think that there are certain times that warrant that too. I am all for the use of both worlds, certainly also depending on the situation. I don't think that either one of them should be relied on too much. And quite frankly, I think both sides could learn a little something from the other. I honestly think that's true in many facets of life in general. That's just how I feel about it. But I do agree with you saying that the Yankees have proven that in many cases, especially big situations, the way they've utilized analytics just hasn't worked. A team like the Rays, who is going to the World Series now, basically entirely off analytics, is very impressive. It shows you that they know how to use it effectively. And it just seems that in the Yankees' case, analytically, they just have not been able to figure it out nearly as well as a team like the Rays have, for instance. So yeah, when it comes to the Yankees and the way that they use analytics oftentimes, they have a lot to prove. And they have some work to do in that department. The Jay Happ decision in Game 2 is just one of many examples. That decision is going to be looked back on and frowned upon for a long time. And as we know, that just did not work out at all. So yeah, Rob, I tend to agree with you. Next is at Laura underscore Icemont, and Laura says, I think it will continue to hinder them. I believe the team needs a leader slash captain that will bring the winning mentality back. I completely agree, and I do think that one guy stands out even more so amongst a few others that the Yankees already have in that sense. And as you'll hear in the replies later on, a lot of people seem to agree with this as well. But I have felt this way all throughout the season, especially seeing just how he carries himself and how well he knows his craft and how well he tries to help other people out with theirs, and how he has said things all throughout that a leader says, a true leader, a truly fierce competitor. And that man is someone who just wrapped up their first season as a Yankee, Garrett Cole, the Yankees' new ace. Garrett Cole hates to lose. Garrett Cole, as he proved again this past season, and especially in the playoffs, when called upon and desperately needed, delivers. Garrett Cole has proven himself to be one of the more brilliant pitching minds in the game, even going as far as trying to help other guys with their stuff. Garrett Cole accepts the pressure, as he himself said, loves the high stakes. These are qualities of a winner. These are qualities of a leader. And this is why, despite his incredible talent, it is so important that Garrett Cole is a Yankee. And I don't doubt that a lot of guys have his mentality, just really wanting to win and hating losing. But this is a mentality that the front office especially needs to learn to apply yet again because their toxic positivity is certainly not working. So yes, Laura, I completely agree. And even though there are a few minds I can think of on this Yankee team that could be that leader, right now, Garrett Cole especially sticks out to me. And I think the Yankees have learned a lot from him and could continue to learn a lot from him going forward. That's just what I think. 
All right, at Peace Now for Life is up next, and they say, very tough question. I miss the winning mentality. I miss guys like O'Neal and Jeter who played hard every single at-bat. This season was a failure because they didn't win the World Series, and no one wants to say that for fear of hurting feelings. Yeah, as I said before, I use Jeter as a prime example because that video's out there about him being in that interview, talking about winning and losing and how in his head there's no such thing as measuring losing and how miserable he is when they do lose, and how the best moment of his career is when they win. It's as simple as that. And guys like O'Neal too, the warrior. Always had a temper when something bad happened or against an umpire with a call that he didn't like. It just seemed like the Yankees were so determined. O'Neal, Jeter, and the rest of the core four, Bernie, just all of them. It's hard to disagree with that sentiment. And yes, you're right. While you can analyze positives, in the end, the goal is to win the World Series as it is every year, and it was a failure because they didn't do it. Yes, you are correct. No matter whose feelings it hurts, that's the truth. Okay, next is my good friend Tina at MountainGal456, and Tina said, I'm not certain if it will hinder them, but I'd like to see that winning mentality, toughness, and no one is going to beat us attitude again. But in the end, I did end up voting that it will hinder them. Well, that's fair enough, Tina, and I happen to agree. I think it's safe to say that everybody would like to see that mentality return from the front office. It's important. Up next is at Savage Empire Pod says, Cole has that Jeter mentality. He can lead the team. <laughs> well... If you heard before, I said the exact same thing. I completely agree with that. Garrett Cole is definitely a big-time leader. At Dominic Rucco says, The Yankees need Derek's mentality back. Since when is losing in the postseason not a failure? Dominic, I completely agree. Completely. At CMR198526 says, We have no clue what anyone on this team feels inside. It's just a convenient talking point when the team loses. Well, I think it's more than just a convenient talking point. It's something that we've continued to hear from the front office time and time again the last few years, the more they continue to fall short of their ultimate goal of winning a championship. And at this point, I really can't blame anybody for bringing up this subject. I do really think it's worth talking about. Of course, we don't know what those on the team are thinking inside for sure. We're not in their bodies. We're not in their minds. That's completely true and very fair. But this is more so, as I said, towards the front office and how they feel about this sort of a thing really comes out in what they say in their press conferences year after year as the Yankees continue to not be able to get over the hump. The evidence is right there in their statements. You can listen back to them if you don't believe me. They're right there. So I do think that this is more than just a convenient talking point. As I said before, I don't think that this is the main factor or the only factor as to why the Yankees continue to fall short, but I do think that it could definitely be a factor, and I do think it's worth talking about. At Iggy Meister says they need the fire of Nick Swisher back Back in that dugout. <laughs> yeah, if nothing else, Nick Swisher definitely did bring a lot of energy to the dugout. That's for sure. At Jackie Miss says they seem to need a leader. Someone they all can cling to to learn from. Every winning World Series team had them. We had Munson, Nettles, Roy, etc. And then Jeter, Andy, George, and Bernie and Moe. Folks who grew up with tough George know that with his mentality, winning was the only option. If not, then do more. Yeah, as I said, even in the times where the Yankees were not successful under him in the years where they didn't win even under George Steinbrenner, you did know that the losing was driving him insane. He hated to lose. He did not feed the same statements to the media after losing a humongous game that the current front office does now. And yes, about the leaders, we've been talking about that throughout these replies, and I said that myself too. I completely agree. There were a lot of leaders throughout the years on winning Yankees teams, and I think this Yankee team could benefit from that a lot too, especially from guys named Garrett Cole, as I've said. 
At VinMan23 says, I think health goes hand in hand with it. If Judge is healthy, the Jeter mentality never goes. But if he can't stay healthy, it goes away. Jeter led on the field and wasn't hurt often. You can't lead from the IL. And yeah, Judge is another one that brings that sort of mentality to the table. But yes, as you said, he is injured a lot of the time. And that's true. Something he doesn't have in common with Jeter. And especially in the regular season, yeah, the injuries do definitely play a big hand in this. Especially the last couple of years with how much they've struggled with it. That's why I said earlier, I don't see this mindset being the only factor or the main factor, but I do see it as a factor. There are a lot of on-field issues as well, injuries too. Some people have even mentioned the coaching. There are plenty of factors as to why the Yankees could be falling short, but I definitely do think that the current front office's mentality doesn't help anything. All right, let's nail down a few more here on Twitter, and then we'll move on to Instagram. Up next is at HF Machine Head, and they say, the mentality on the field is fine. It needs to change from the manager and front office office. Yes, I do agree. This mentality is mainly coming from the front office, and that is a problem because the front office is important in any organization. So yes, I agree. At NYYFanForever96 says, I think it hinders them of a championship. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with. I definitely think it could be a factor. At JenniferNYC says, we need a good leader and a good coach. I want Boone gone. I understand he's not because of the weird short season, but he is not someone that the team has confidence in. Well, as far as the players having confidence in Boone, again, that kind of goes to not really knowing what the players are feeling for sure, and I'm not really sure how they feel about Boone internally. But yes, as the Yankees announced themselves, and as I anticipated myself, and many others anticipated, Aaron Boone is not going anywhere, at least for next season. So whether you like it or not, he's sticking around. Problem is, though, Aaron Boone is the kind of guy the Yankees organization wants around. No matter how much they say that he's not a puppet, which, as you saw from this past week's end-of-season press conferences, that's what Brian Cashman said. But it's just kind of hard to believe that. Not kind of, really hard to believe that. You just have to know that a lot of these decisions, if not all of them, are coming from the front office and Cashman and them. And that's a problem when the front office has the mentality that they do. All right, let's finish off here on Twitter with at YanksGirl04, and she says, It's Cole's team now. Time to have his mentality. Mentality. Hell yeah, we've all seen Cole's mentality, and that is a mentality that the team should definitely be looking to adopt. You could always tell by Garrett's demeanor, his skill, and the results you get that he is just in it to win it. And call me crazy, but I even think that the front office could learn a thing or two by that mentality. Cole was never happy to lose, especially not at the end. He wants the job to get done, as do all of us. But as for Twitter, that is all for the Twitter replies. Thank you all so much for your replies on there, as well as your voting. Let's head on to Instagram and see how everybody on there voted and replied. And then we'll finish off with a couple of Yankees injury updates, as well as this past week's end-of-season press conferences in Yankees news. On Instagram, of course, the same poll question applies. Do you think that the absence of Yankees' former winning mentality, like that of Derek Jeter's, will continue hindering them in their quest for number 28? Or is their current mentality fine? And like Twitter, on Instagram, the choice of it will hinder them was victorious, but by an overwhelming margin, a landslide victory for this choice amongst the Instagram voters. 90% of those who voted on Instagram said that it will hinder them, and the remaining 10%, just 10%, said their mentality is fine. Now let's hear what some of you have to say on Instagram as far as your in-depth thoughts. We'll start with Jake Montgomery 93 and Jake says, I think their current mentality is fine because I do think that they hate losing and are hungry for a championship, but they need to get rid of the home run or bust mentality. It kills them every year in the playoffs. I think having guys like DJ and Garrett Cole with that killer mentality will change things in years 
years to come, though. They need to re-sign DJ, obviously, but I'd love a guy like Brantley in the lineup, too. One more guy who just puts the bat on the ball constantly. Absolutely. DJ is another one amongst all the names that I told you that I have in my mind as far as the solid leaders on this Yankees club. A few of them right off the bat are Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, and DJ, even though I didn't get around to mentioning him yet, but that was definitely a name that I had in my mind as well. I completely agree with that. There's a reason why they call the guy the machine. He just goes out there, he gets hits, gets the job done, plays great defense, and contributes greatly in almost every Yankee victory. He's just that good. Bringing him back is definitely of the utmost importance and should be at the top of the list of Yankees' priorities this winter. I've said that in the past, and I will stay consistent with that until the time comes that he either is resigned or walks, which I anticipate that he's resigned, but you never know. I'll be outraged if he doesn't come back, but you just never know with free agency, especially with the way of how different it's going to be this winter, given how some teams may or may not be willing to spend after the effect that the pandemic had on the sport financially. We did mention on this show on social media and everything during the pandemic, how much of an effect it could have on free agency come the 2020 offseason. And since the postseason is over for the Yankees and the World Series is just around the corner, we're going to get an up-close and personal look at that very shortly. But yeah, I wouldn't mind having another DJ or two in the lineup if cloning were possible, (laughs) but it's obviously not. And as far as Brantley, he'll be 34 years old next year, and I know that he has a tendency to put the bat on the ball at all costs, and he's really a good contact hitter, and he's a lefty. But of course, you have Aaron Judge out in right field, Aaron Hicks out in center, and I really don't see the Yankees doing anything with either of them, especially not Aaron Judge. And the Yankees, as we know, are just so high on Aaron Hicks, whether or not you disagree with that. They continuously say how high they are on Aaron Hicks, so that's not going to change I don't think, especially not as soon as this winter, particularly since he also put together a very nice postseason for himself, especially with the walks. And as far as left field, we don't really know what they're going to do with Brett Gardner yet, and even if Gardner doesn't return, it's pretty obvious that the Yankees want to give Clint Frazier a shot long-term, possibly, with how much he improved this year. And despite him being a righty, and the Yankees certainly are not in need of another right-handed hitter, as we know, Clint is a younger option, and the Yankees have really put it out there that they really want to give this kid a shot, especially with how good he was this year. All the improvement that he showed both on the field and off the field as a person. And I think even more of an example of that is how they just refuse to part ways with him under any circumstances at the trade deadline. You can only imagine how many teams were asking for him. So I don't see Brantley coming here. I honestly don't. And again, we have plenty of time to discuss these things as far as free agency and what the Yankees should do this winter in the coming weeks. But I think they could find a balance as far as the home run approach and the contact hitting approach. Again, just like the analytics and the gut feeling or eye test sort of a thing. I think you win a championship with both of those elements in your lineup, both the home run hitters and the contact hitters. Home runs play a very big part in today's game, guys. Whether you like that or not, it is a massive part about modern day baseball. But again, on the other hand, you also cannot forget how important it is for those contact guys, those guys who walk a lot, those guys who put the bat on the ball to set up for those home run guys and contribute even more to getting more runs across. It's all a part of the puzzle, guys. I see a lot of people going back and forth on social media at each other all the time, arguing which approach is more important. You've got to have a healthy balance of both, people. Everybody's so much for one side or the other. Whatever happened to balance? I truly feel that almost all championship teams, if not all of them, seem to have a healthy balance of all of them. Now, even if one side
side slightly favors the other, there could still be both of those elements in the lineup. We've seen what DJ's done for this team and where the Yankees would be without him. And I'll tell you where that would be. It would be not nearly where they have been. So the element of DJ's contact hitting is vital. But at the same time, when they're firing on all cylinders, especially guys like Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, and especially even more so after the season that he had, Luke Voigt, you have them hitting bombs and DJ setting up for them. And again, particularly when they're firing on all cylinders, you have both elements of that offensive approach working together. And look how well it works when it's all gelling together. You need a balance of both elements. That's just my opinion on the offensive approaches, and if you've been listening to Yapping Yankees for a long time now, you know that I've had that opinion for quite some time. Whenever I'm presented with two different sides of an equation, I like to evaluate both sides. Naturally, that's just how I've always been, and that's how I feel about this. As far as the guys who have this killer mentality, yes, Garrett Cole... DJ, judge when he's around, when he's not injured, and even someone who's so hard on himself the way he is in Masahiro Tanaka. These are guys that care about winning and are visibly miserable when they don't. This is what I feel is missing, so I agree with that. Okay, let's keep going. Up next is CJ Lawler, and CJ says, anyone who thinks they're in an okay state of mind doesn't know what they've been watching. Hmm. Strong statement there. All right, CJ. Sayesh2914 says, I don't think that's the reason they lost, but it could help for sure. Yeah, as I said, I don't consider it to be the factor or the only factor, but it definitely could be a factor. And retrieving that mentality that used to be a part of the Yankees or take it from those on the team individually who still seem to have it could be a great help. And believe it or not, as I said, I think the front office could learn a thing or two from the guys on the team who still seem to have that mentality and just want to win and are miserable when they don't, like Derek Jeter used to be. He used to say it himself, as I repeated earlier, Derek Jeter used to be miserable when they lost. And he even said he was not fun to be around when they did lose. Even if they got to the World Series and lost, he said, what did you accomplish? You lost. This is the mentality that seems to be missing in the front office. Up next, we have at Sean Shalinsky. And Sean says, the Yankees won championships before Derek Jeter and they can win championships without him. But they definitely need a different mentality than the current. Agreed on all counts, Sean. Of course, I definitely think that the Yankees could win the World Series and very soon too, even next year with the team that they have. But yes, the front office's mentality right now, I think it definitely needs to change. Next is my lovely girlfriend, Vic Salimo, and Vic says, you gotta play every game like it's your last. You can't take your wins for granted because there's always a chance you will lose. Like Jeter said, the goal is to win. Yeah, that's right. The goal is to win. And anything less than that ultimately is a failure. That's what we've been saying. You're absolutely right, Vic. And as always, last but certainly not least is my amazing mother, Julia Gina Scudero. And she said, their mentality should be to win the World Series, just like Jeter's was. And that's that. They do have guys with Jeter's mentality on the team, like an Aaron Judge or even Cole, and they need to tap into that. I feel they've had trouble winning it all since management and the front office seem to have lost sight of this. Well, it's tough to argue with any of that. I completely agree, Mom. They really should tap into those guys who do have this mindset, and the front office needs to stop settling for getting close or being happy that they just made the playoffs. So yeah, as we've heard from a lot of people, and there were even more replies that I unfortunately as always didn't get to, but as we heard from the replies that we did read, and trust me, there are many more that I didn't get to, the Yankees need that killer mentality back, the mentality that Jeter had, the mentality that so many leaders and champions before him 
Cunningham had, and one that a good amount of or maybe even all the players actually on the team right now still seem to have. Again, this is mainly aimed at the front office after what they continue to say at their press conferences after every year that the Yankees continue to come up short of another championship. Find that killer mentality again. Change this current mentality. Look to the many players on the team who still seem to have it. Aaron Judge. Garrett Cole, the veteran Brett Gardner who knows what it's like to be on a championship team, the only one left on the Yankees to know what it feels like to be on a championship team. DJ LeMahieu, even Luke Voigt, who we've heard time and time again take the podium, and when the Yankees are playing very badly, he'll be one of the first ones to let you know of that. He tells it like it is, and he even said it throughout this past season when they were playing badly, especially in that long stretch when they were playing horrible baseball. He just straight up said, listen, we're playing like crap right now, and we've got to fix it. That along with the fact that he had the season that he had, more or less a lot of the time playing on just one foot. As I said, and as many of you have said as well, there are plenty of guys on this team who do have that mentality. It's time to tap into those guys who do have it and find it again, especially the front office, as we've said. And I have plenty more to say on this in just a few minutes when we get to the subject again, when we talk about the end-of-season press conferences. But as for now, those are this week's replies for the poll on Twitter and Instagram. As always, I want to thank you guys again so, so much for taking the time to join in on the fun with this week's Yapping Yankees poll. It's good to get back to doing a poll this week. And if I didn't get to you, you know the drill, guys. Just keep on commenting week after week, and I'll get to that reply of yours, whether it be to a poll or whatever else I decide to do in a social media segment for each show. All right, on to some Yankees news discussion. We'll start things off with the couple of injury updates that I have for you, and both of them came out on Wednesday during the Yankees' end-of-season press conferences. First up, the news on Luke Voigt and his foot stuff that he was dealing with for most of the season, despite him still going out there all throughout and having a fantastic year, as I went on to say just before. Now, it turns out he's got plantar fasciitis. I've had it. Plenty of people have had it. It's pretty common, I think, and it sucks. You can deal with it, but the pain is still irritating, especially if it gets severe. So he'll be in a walking boot for a week or so, the Yankees said, and they expect it to be resolved by time that's done with. He'll probably be doing some treatment too. There's a few things you can do to help that out. I used to put a small hard ball, like a tennis ball maybe, under my foot and roll it back and forth. It helps loosen up the muscles in the foot. But Luke will be put in the walking boot, and of course he has an entire off-season worth of rest ahead of him too. So he'll have plenty of time to get past this. So best of luck to Luke Voigt. I hope he figures it all out with the plantar fasciitis sooner rather than later, and that next season he gets right back to kicking ass just like he did in this shortened season, because my god, as we mentioned, what a year this guy had. We went through it week by week, and no matter what was going on with the foot. He just went out there and relentlessly murdered baseballs. <laughs> That's just what he did all year long. Incredible. Hobbling on one foot and all, and he led the entire league in home runs this year. And I cannot wait to see how he follows it up in 2021. And lastly, as far as the couple of injury updates, is Luis Severino. Now, we know, of course, that Severino had Tommy John surgery back in February, just before the first spring training got underway. The Yankees didn't have him for the entirety of this shortened season, and we knew he'd be back at some point in the 2021 season, but just not when. But now, it seems the Yankees already have at least an idea as of now. As anticipated, you knew that they would at some point, and I'm sure it'll get even clearer as time goes along, but it seems as of now, they're aiming for 
for a June or July return. So if the season goes as normal next year, which we obviously hope it does, it seems Seve could be a factor for the second half of the season. And obviously Tommy John surgery is a humongous surgery and you don't want to rush the kid back. So it'll get clearer and clearer the closer it gets, obviously. But as of now, that seems to be the general timetable the Yanks are aiming for with Luis Severino and his Tommy John surgery recovery. And obviously, as far as next year is concerned, that would be a massive addition for the Yankees' rotation in the second half of the season. So let's just hope that Luis Severino doesn't have any setbacks throughout his recovery, and that he can return as soon as possible without being too rushed, and he can contribute to the Yankees' rotation in the dominant way that we all know he could. I ache for the day that we can see the Yankees' rotation being Garrett Cole and Luis Severino as a 1-2. and two. And I obviously couldn't wait for that when the 2020 season was approaching, but Tommy John surgery obviously had other ideas. But let's keep our fingers crossed that it could happen as soon as possible in 2021. And lastly on today's episode of Yapping Yankees, it is time to get into what the Yankees organization has said this past week in regards to the 2020 season in both their end of the season press conferences on Wednesday and when Hal Steinbrenner went on the Michael Kay show on Tuesday. And before we get into all of this, I want to make it clear that these statements from the Yankees organization are anything but surprising to me. How it felt like more of a PR sort of a thing than anything else. It's not that they're surprising to me that may or may not lead to me blowing another gasket later. Rather, it's how much I oppose this mindset, as you've heard in the past, whether it be on last week's episode to end the show, or in today's episode's poll segment, and the fact that I continue to hear it over and over again, year after year, that they continue to fail at their goal of winning the World Series that's driving me crazy. So let's get into all of what the Yankees organization said this past week when it comes to the 2020 season, mainly when Hal Steinbrenner went on the Michael K. show on Tuesday, followed by, again, the Yankees' end-of-the-season press conference on Wednesday. So Hal Steinbrenner went on Michael K.'s show Tuesday. He emphasized that Boone is sticking around, which, as I even said last week, doesn't surprise me in the least. I didn't see Boone or much of anybody, for that matter, going anywhere, really. And this is the part that gets me. He also doesn't consider the entire season to be a failure. And he apologized to us fans for not winning again. I don't want an apology. I want a trophy, just like every Yankee fan wants. And again, blatantly contradicting, saying the ultimate goal is to win a championship, but they didn't do that, yet still considers the season not to be a failure, even though they failed at their ultimate goal. The biggest goal there is to win the World Series. It's enough to make you mental. Regardless of the positives that you want to discuss, how is the season overall not a failure if you failed at your main goal? How is that possible? Here's the answer. It's not possible. The season was a failure whether Hal Steinbrenner wants to admit it or not. And this same sort of discussion would continue on Wednesday when the Yankees' end-of-season press conferences came around, which leads us into Wednesday, when Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman took to the media to talk about this past season, the 2020 season. So Aaron Boone took the stand first, and I want to acknowledge a couple of things he said too. First up, he said he didn't think the offense was a problem, which... In the end, I hate to break it to him, although credit definitely also needs to be given to Tampa's fantastic pitching, but in the end, the Yankee offense did in fact fail again. They did. That is a fact that's not debatable based on how the series ended and what happened in the end. With the exception of Judge's solo shot in Game 5, the offense died. 
He also continued to defend the Davy and Hap move, which, if you heard last week's long episode, just makes me crazy. I know that that was the whole organization at large at work with that whole thing, and I even highlighted that last week, but it still drives me insane. I gave all my reasoning for hating that move last week and discussed how I even hated it when it was first developing. I did not use hindsight with it. You can listen to last week's episode if you missed my explanation on that. But he continued to defend the move, saying that their analytical department was basically looking at the fact that the OPS for left-handed hitters against J. Happ is a couple of hundred points lower or something like that. Just using OPS as the reasoning. Just save it, will ya? But again... Piggybacking off of the weak mindset and mentality of this organization, the mouthpiece named Aaron Boone also said something that literally no Yankee fan cares to hear, and I mentioned it earlier in the show too. And that is that, quote, it's important to realize how close we are to winning the World Series, end quote. Now, not only is this actually contradictory to what Hal Steinbrenner said on K's show the day before, because Hal said the Yanks didn't even come close this year, which is true since they regressed, only making it to the DS this year, maybe there was a disconnect between the source and the mouthpiece, you know which is which, even though Cashman denied that Boone is a puppet for the front office, but in any event, I'm getting distracted. Not only is it contradictory to what Hal said the day before, it's just completely dumb. If you heard my rant to end last week's episode, you know how I feel about these mindsets, which occasionally are not only contradictory like this, but just utterly stupid. I will reiterate what I said last week. I'm going to get philosophical on you again, so get ready. I will reiterate that it's a good thing to analyze the positives in life so you can continue to use them to your advantage. I am all for doing that. Really, I am. Optimism and positivity is very important. But... Part of growth is also acknowledging the negatives and being realistic. There is such a thing as toxic positivity, which means being positive and nothing else. That is unhealthy. Because if you don't think you're doing anything wrong, you will stay put and never feel like you have to improve anything. Nothing will ever change. You need to balance. Balance the good with the bad. Just like I said, balancing ideologies between feeling your gut and the eye test analytics and balancing the home run or nothing philosophy and the contact hitting philosophy. You need balance, the good and the bad. We make mistakes and mess up in this life so that we learn from our mistakes and grow as people, whether it be personal growth or growth in our profession or what have you. Cashman even said this on Wednesday too, saying something along the lines of if you're to lose, if there's a team you want to lose to, it's the AL champion Rays. What does it matter who you lost to? You lost again. Problem is, Aaron Boone and the organization at large especially have been the definition of toxic positivity, saying the season wasn't a failure or as Aaron Boone said that they're close, which not only did they regress this year, but they've been close now for a few years, but still haven't won as much as a pennant since 2009 when they last won it all. Let me ask you something. I'm going to channel a bit of Derek Jeter mindset again here, which, as I said on last week's Yapping Yankees episode, is something this organization desperately needs right now. What is the goal for a baseball team, especially a team like the Yankees with the expectations they've had for years now when they step on the field in the spring to begin a new year of baseball? What's the goal? To win a damn championship. 
You cannot say that you failed at your ultimate goal, which is to win it all, but in the same breath, also say that you didn't think the season was a failure. It's a blatant contradiction. Again, I will specify, you can analyze positives, but you didn't achieve your ultimate goal. Therefore, your season was overall a failure. I mean, is it me, guys? Please, please tell me if it's me. Am I stupid? Do I have this all wrong? Good lord! This organization, namely the front office, seriously needs to get it together. Change this loser mindset of being okay with getting close. And get on the same page too for crying out loud. One says we're close, the other says we weren't. So not only are all the statements from this organization filled with crap that no one wants to hear, but some of it is even contradictory in themselves or against each other. This needs to change, people. Change this mentality. Because if this acceptance of we're close continues to go on as it has for years now, we're going to find the Yankees continuing to just get close in future years too. This is a team that could definitely, definitely win the World Series. We know that but has continued to fail to even win a pennant the last few years, to even get past their American League opponents, even going all the way back to 2009. And again, I'm not at all saying this mentality is the only reason or the main reason the Yankees can't get over the hump. They have their issues on the field, of course, too, as I said, all of which we have more than hit on. But I definitely think that this mindset from the higher-ups could definitely be a factor. And it's worth talking about if you ask me. It's all we hear from the Boons, the Cashmans, Hal Steinbrenner, year after year that they fall short. It needs to change. You take the field every spring with the goal of winning the World Series at the end of the year. And anything less than that, especially for a team like the Yankees with the talent they have on this roster right now, we've seen their potential and what they do to the opposition when firing on all cylinders especially, when you have this talent and the ability to make even more improvements where needed, the goal, even more so, is to win. Win it all. And anything less than that is a failure in the end. You failed at your ultimate goal, the season was a failure. Regardless of the positives throughout, you failed at the ultimate goal of your season. Therefore, the season is a failure. I don't know how many more times I have to say it. I'll say it in Italian if I have to. (laughs) I will. But anyway, as I said on last week's episode and all throughout today too, go watch that Jeter video. I'm not even putting it in the show today. I'm going to give you homework. (laughs) I'm going to give you homework. Go watch that Jeter video when he was being interviewed about winning and losing. The Yankees are sorely lacking that winning mentality right now, particularly from the front office. And the front office needs to adopt it once again. Change the mentality Listen to guys like Garrett Cole, who I and many others, as you heard yourself in the poll segment, believe definitely has this mentality that the Yankees need. A leader dials it up to a whole other level when called upon and needed, and he knows his craft like almost no one else. Listen to the Brett Gardners who know what it's like to be on a championship team. He's the only Yankee left who knows what it's like to be on a championship Yankees team. Listen to the vets like him. 
I know some people are done with Gardy, but he just had the best postseason of his career, if you ask me. And like it or not, he was there when they last won. Listen to guys like this. Listen to people who are so dedicated to just getting the job done like DJ LeMayhew. Listen to warriors like Luke Voigt. Listen to Judge, who I'll admit has a lot of work to do when it comes to injuries especially, but his heart is in the right place. Listen to these guys. Tap into all of it and get that killer winning mentality back. Don't listen to the front office BS. Change the front office's accepting mentality. It certainly can't hurt. Then go out there in 2021 and do what we all know you're capable of doing. Win the World Series and get us number 28. How about that for a way to end? (laughs) I think I've said all I can say on this mentality subject. Point is, the mentality of the front office needs to change. Maybe they should watch one of my favorite shows too called Cobra Kai. I'm sure you've heard of it. Take a note out of Cobra Kai's book, No Mercy. The front office needs to go out there in 2021 to the team and enforce this killer winning mentality and just have no mercy. You play to win. Not only go to the playoffs or get close or say, oh, if we had to lose to a team, at least it's them. No, 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 no. And once more, no. Go out there and win number 28. No mercy, people. (laughs) So with that being said, that is all for episode 68 of Yapping Yankees today. I promise that next week we'll get into more discussion on what the Yankees may or may not do this winter or what they should or shouldn't do this winter. I haven't really chosen to get too into that sort of discussion yet because one, the World Series is not over yet, so it's not officially the offseason for everybody just yet. And two, honestly, because all the trade proposals and all this ridiculous, unrealistic offseason talk across social media is enough to drive me absolutely mad. But we'll dive into it a little bit starting next week. We got plenty of time to talk about all that stuff, guys. I'm in no rush. But let's give our one last shout out to Grunt Talks MLB. Visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com to see all of their baseball content and obviously where they feature, Yapping Yankees. Also follow the man behind the website, Darren on Twitter at Yankee Report 28. Special thanks to Grunt Talks MLB for helping spread the word every week about Yapping Yankees. Also, don't forget, guys, to be sure to follow me on all social media so you can keep up on the latest having to do with me personally, along with the Yankees and Yapping Yankees announcements, content, and Twitter and Instagram social media segments every Saturday. Follow my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Scudero and on Instagram at Mike Scuds. 97. And I'd also really appreciate it, guys, if you took the time to hit that subscribe button on the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel and also subscribe and always listen to Yapping Yankees on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And while you're at it, listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes that you've missed. Episodes 34 up to this one, episode 68, are available on YouTube, and all Yapping Yankees episodes, including today's, are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Yapping Yankees is available on all four of those platforms, so do help spread the word and tell everybody you know to listen to Yapping Yankees. Once again, thank you 3000 for listening to me yap today. I am Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, October 25th, when I come at you with episode 69 of Yapping Yankees. Until then, guys, hang in there, be patient, Please stay safe, look out for your loved ones, and continue to enjoy postseason baseball. We'll see if we have new World Series champions by time next week's Yapping Yankees episode comes around next Sunday. Have a good week, guys, and take care. Take care.